Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. We sucktastic. <laughs> Welcome. Well, hello. hello. How are you? Ah, I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm 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 bored out of my skull, sir. Thank you. I'm sorry. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. This is going to be episode 43 of Movie Sucktastic. Oh, moving right along. Yes, yes sir. right. Doing well. Doing well. All right. Let me let me get this music out of here. Ugh, okay. Done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, my name is Joey. This is my co-host Scott. How you doing, buddy? Hi. I thought you were the co-host. Uh, I believe when we refer to each other, we're 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 both co-hosts. No, that makes sense. There's no there's no actual host to the show. We're just both co-hosts. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I, I of course am at the Wilson Compound, huddling in the attic. I am at the Guida Estates. And soon, a lot of other people will be here because we are having bad movie day soon. You're in the basement, aren't you? I am in the basement. I'm in my. I'm in the Wilson Compound attic. You're in the Guida Estates basement. Even if we were in the same house, we'd still be far apart. We would. We'd be very far apart. I just emailed you a picture of me so you can look at me while we talk. Oh, really? Yes. I'm going to look Does at that, it right now. Because my webcam is for shit. It's like 15 years old. I think I have to buy a new one. I have a webcam from before they had webcams, so ah. it's it's like it's diesel run. I need to get something more. There you go. Oh, that's a very sexy picture. You like that? That's no, just for you. I wear my wear my right hat, right and cap. So ah, very nice. I like it. I like they, it a lot. Wow, thank you, sir. You're welcome. <laughs> so what's so what's on the agenda for today, dear sir? Well, as always, we're going to do the top ten. We're going to do the finger list. And we- I am de- I am determined. Determined, I tell you. Not to take forty-five minutes doing the top ten list. Okay. Well, there are there is only three new films this week, and we, I think I can sum I think I can sum all of these films up in like under a minute. Oh, you think so? I think I can. I I, I will give us little capsules of each one as we go up. Uh okay. If you want to try that, I am all for it. Sure. All right. I don't have theme music yet. You know, uh, I, I'm I'm working on it. It's been a pretty rough week. Work has mm. been horrible. Uh, family matters all kinds of crazy shit and i just i don't have theme music i'm supposed to have theme music for this i'm supposed to have theme music for our uh, take out the trash bit i will have theme music for our new bit that we're going to be premiering this episode you got that i don't 
I said oh. I, I said I will. You will. <laughs> oh, I should have. I, I I should word that differently. <laughs> yes, I I will at a later date. <laughs> so I don't have it this up episode. For a second there. I know, I know, but I already know how it's going to sound. I know how all of these bits, uh, the theme music is going to sound. So well, when when you in, when you do the bits, just just play the music in your head, and you can enjoy the show while the rest of us wait. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I'm kidding, obviously. I'm working on a different way for you to uh, connect to the show and maybe uh, hear some of the things that I'm playing. But for now, uh, what are you going to do? You can't hear them because we're doing the Skype thing. That, that's okay. The Skype thing. We're doing the Skype thing. So, all right. Are you ready for the top 10? Lay it on me, brother. All right. The number 10 film is The Smurfs with 5.7 million this weekend. It's the made- Smurfs. Yes, it's made 133, costs 110. Oh, by the way, this is the top 10 for September 2nd through the 5th. Yeah, the 4th. Uh, I'm not doing um Oh, you're right. You're right. This is the, that would I know. Motherfucker. <laughs> you're not counting Labor Day, right? I I am now. I'm on the right page now. <laughs> okay. I'm not I I didn't intend on counting Labor Day. All right. So, but that's the link that it took me to was for Labor Day, but not anymore. Yeah, it's bullshit. Uh, so the Smurfs didn't make 5.7. It made 4 million, and it made 132 on the weekend. Although I heard, I read today that it's doing gangbusters over on the foreign market. I listened to The bu- the uh, the Bugle, okay, which has um, John Oliver in it from The Daily Show. Okay. And he did a voice in the Smurfs, so I get weekly updates on how well it's doing. Right now, it's about three hundred million worldwide. No, more than that. It's well, uh, at least. I mean, get, would you let me round, sir? <laughs> it's doing. It's doing like three hundred plus. Um. Well, you're off by over a hundred million. So I am really? going to correct you. Well, it's made four hundred and twenty-nine million worldwide. It's made three hundred million in the foreign market. You know what that means? I'm behind in my bugle episodes. I think so. Yes. Okay. Okay. I will shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Although yes. I, you might have just misunderstood yourself, three hundred million. You're right in the foreign market, so that might have been what you were talking about. I was talking about foreign, just foreign. Oh. No, I meant global. So no, I, the show is probably old then. Fine. It. You know what? It really doesn't matter. And and he's always talking up the numbers because, of course, the last film John Oliver was in was The Love Guru. Ah, that's and, a film we might cover in the near future. I hear it's awful. I haven't I, seen it yet. I also hear that it has a direct link to my movie challenge. Oh really? Yes. Ah, which I can't wait for. So. No, I mean the one you gave me. Anyway, keep going. Oh, oh okay. Uh, the number nine film is Spy Kids All the Time in the World with four point eight million. It's May twenty nine, cost twenty seven. It's in its third week. The film that tells you how it's gonna feel as you sit in the theater waiting for it to end. <laughs> how long is this one actually? All the time in the world. It's an hour and 28 minutes. I bet it feels like two hours and 28 minutes. It feels longer, no matter what you're fondling. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on. Shall we move on? By all means, sir. Okay. The number eight film is Don't Be Afraid of the Dark with 5.1 million. It's made 16. It costs 25. Now, I just recently got a review from a family member, which... I don't always, I always take with a grain of salt, but this specific family member, I do trust a little more than others, let's say. And? They said that it actually wasn't a bad film, which again, I think you've mentioned that if it's not bad, it sucks. 
No, no, not true. Not true. You did mention that in the last episode. I, I did, but in a different way. In a, in different, a, way. In a different way. Uh, Guillermo del Toro has written this film and he produced it. So there is. Adapted. He adapted the film. It's a remake, sir. That's right. You're right. right. It is a remake. And um, I have to go back and rewatch the original. Okay. But as I said before, if it's if he, since he's adapting it and Guillermo's a good filmmaker, I have high hopes for this film. That's that's my take on it. So if they told me that it was actually pretty good, uh, they didn't say it was scary. They didn't think it was scary. They knew I wouldn't think it was scary. But What's they, scary these days? Nothing really. But they said Mare, my wife, would be scared to death. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, it will scare someone. Mm-hmm. I just watched the trailer while I was waiting for you to get your shit together. Oh, uh, excuse me. <laughs> and it's one of those trailers where they have, where it's that I'm really getting annoyed with it now. It's they have the whole trailer and then they say, you know they give the name of the film and then it cuts to a real silent scene where someone looking under a sheet or around a corner, and they get that one last scare. Oh yeah. End. I, oh I'm yeah. Really getting old quick. Uh, yeah, and they're never gonna stop doing it. You know that, right? I know. There's always gonna be uh, jump scenes. Always. I know. So. Uh, Although our, I have I have a feeling it's not a trailer that reveals the end of the film. Let's hope not, because they do that a lot too. Right. All right. The number seven movie is Our Idiot Brother with five point four million. It has made fifteen so far. It has cost five. Which is which of course is the adaptation of George Bush's uh, memoirs. <laughs> I don't think so, but uh, close enough. Uh, actually, that only cost five million. You know what? It does look like. Like a really low budget film, not that it looks like it's poor quality. It's our, our house, it's our yeah, house. Yeah, it's low just yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's actually doing well. Uh, it's the kind with, of film that gets made by people who want to make a good movie. It definitely seems that way. Sure. And I, and I guarantee a Paul Rudd, who's probably pulling down major money for the films he was doing, like uh, everything from Forty Year Old Virgin on. I guarantee he took less than uh, he could have. Oh, I'm sure he took a pay cut. Yeah. Oh yeah. For, it looks like that kind of fi- film. Yeah, for a $5 million budget, definitely took a pay yeah. cut. It's like, this is my Oscar film, mofo. I don't know about that, but he'll... But it's in the step in the right direction. Yes, it is. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure... I don't think the long hair is his, but the beard is definitely all his. Mm-hmm. You know, they definitely... What does that have to do with Oscars? Well, the, an actor that will grow a beard... Oh. What? Really? Yeah, okay. You You name me one actor... One actor that played, uh, got an Oscar for an entire film with a fake pasted-on beard. Oh. Ain't gonna happen, sir. There, there is something you can always tell a fake pasted-on beard. Always. Mm-hmm. It never looks right. Okay. All right. No one's getting an Oscar with a fake beard. Just ain't happening. I'm doing my research after this because I'm sure I'm gonna prove you wrong. Okay. I prove me wrong. Now it's got to be the entire film. I'm not talking about a scene here and there. I'm not talking about a scene here and there. You know, Tom Hanks got a best actor for Forrest Gump, and he had to paste it on beard. So I know that they have actors in scenes. I'm talking about the whole goddamn movie. Or at least it's got to be more than half of the film. I'll I'll give you 50%. How's that? Oh, I'm so glad that there's there's half a state separating us right now. (laughs) Why? So you can't see the annoyance on my face. <laughs> what did I say? Not, not a thing, sir. Not a thing, sir. Next. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, the number six film is Colombiana 
with Columbiana. Seven, with seven point four million. This is actually uh, it's May twenty two, cost forty. This is actually rebounding very well because it premiered the weekend of Hurricane Irene, mm-hmm. and its opening weekend was so so. It was probably around double this. I think it was ten or twelve million, but that opening weekend was not the best that it was looking for. Everything on the East Coast, nobody was going anywhere, specifically to the movies. So this film did very poorly in its opening weekend. But it seems to be holding kind of strong. Uh, it's made, it, it costs 40 I think it'll get close to it. I mean, that's when you're a filmmaker, that's all you want to do is you would love to exceed your budget. But if you could at least get to your budget, you get to make another movie, I think. Speaking of budget, we're quickly running out of 15 minutes. <laughs> All right, the number five film is Rise of the Planet of the Apes with seven point nine million. It's made one hundred and sixty. It costs ninety three in its fifth week. Right, right. We've we've said our piece about this for like the last three weeks, I think. Hence the right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> now the the ironically the three new films are the number two, three, and four spots. So all of these coming up are all new. Right. Uh, number four is Shark Night. 3D with 8.4 million in its opening week. No budget. So what happened with this is they said, okay, the Piranha 3D movie did so well, let's do the same thing except try to do it semi-seriously. Yeah. Um, and you know what? A lot of people are going to go see this because... Uh, it's just, a 3D! Uh, maybe. I mean, it's... I think, honestly, I think 15% of your ticket sales are going to be people tricked into thinking it's actually a 3D film version of Shark Week. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but I think a lot of the attraction to this is going to be kids back in school. Remember how I was saying that? Kids back in school? This uh-huh. is this, this kicks that off. This is the first film in a line of a ton of movies coming out this month. I think there's four or five movies coming out this month that are geared towards teenagers. Keeping our children out of school. Essentially. Yes. Or they're bored as hell. They don't want to be in school. This is this is film one uh, of however many are coming out this month that are geared towards teenagers and uh, uh, or middle schoolers and high schoolers, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think another, next weekend is that kid from Twilight, Taylor Lautner or whatever, in that shitty film where he's uh, adopted, and did you see that trailer? No. I, po- I posted it on the site. It's the the wolf kid. Oh yes, I did see that. Or yes. Jacob, I think yes. it's Jacob from uh, uh, Twilight. Jacob. Yeah, Jacob yeah. from the for the for the guy that hasn't seen any of them with me in the theater yet. Yes, Jacob. Sorry, I I'm I, I don't have now, time. I'm a little bitter. Yes. <laughs> I don't have time. I'm sorry. Yeah, you will make time for the next one. Jacob, I, and go on. Anyway. Yeah, I uh, saw that trailer. He's adopted, but then he's like, I always feel that I, I'm out of place, and I, even though I'm so popular and so hot, I'm so out of place, I feel like something's missing. And then, of course, this girl that he's hanging out with, uh, that he's not boning, is she's like, oh, I saw this composite drawn of kids, uh, you know, when they were young and kidnapped or missing, and this is what they would look like now. And it just looks like a real shitty... It looks like they put them in Half-Life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks like those that kind of graphics for it. The skins, yeah. Right, and it is it is like perfectly his face. And it's like, wow, that looks just like me. And then next thing you know, his uh, foster parents, who he thought were his real parents, are killed, and he's on the run. Right. 
and he's good no, at being on the run. I thought he knew they were foster parents. He find no, he doesn't. He okay. finds he finds out. And they finds out like his his parents were like famous spies, or whatever. And Ex- all of a sudden, he's doing like judo chops on moving trains, and exactly. And he's, he's outsmarting like like the government with zero training. Yeah, and you know what? It. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying. You know, that's what happens when you have an eight pack. You can defeat anyone. And I I, I like my my young idiot rebels to be like the war games. <laughs> like that Matthew Broderick, the kind of thing where, oops, what did I do now? And now he's like, he, you know, he's just, he's only ahead of the game because he's like smart in a certain way. Exactly. But but all of a sudden, uh, Jacob Jacob removed is suddenly this like super spy soldier kid. Right. I'm, t- I'm going to take on the entire CIA or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, and by the end of this film, I'm going to I'm going to be that good at it. And and and, and no. as you mentioned, he's he's. One of these great things they have in the films, the the underdog that's not really an underdog, right? The the non outsider outsiders like yeah, I just don't fit in, so even though everyone loves them and they seem to fit in perfectly, just like Twilight. Yeah, isn't uh, what's her face Bella? Isn't she exactly that way? Yeah, she gets to school the first day, uh, and no, you know what? I'm not going to tell you because you can watch it. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> yes. Anyway, I take pride in not having seen any of the Twilight films, and you're going to watch them all with me. We're going to have a marathon. Uh... I thought we were friends, man. Yeah, yeah. Fr- friends don't let friends go to the twilight alone. <laughs> it's not my fault. Next. Next. Uh, the number three film, Apollo 18. It was number three. Number three. And it's opening, wow. in its opening week with $8.7 No budget for this either. Can I, can, I, can I sum it up for you? Paranormal activity in space. Thank you. You're welcome. That's that's pretty much it. That is pretty much it. it. All the way down to the shaky cam, the black and white shit, uh, and they're claiming that the last ten films, the last ten films, the last ten minutes of the film, I think uh, one of the raves is the last ten minutes of the film are the one of the most shocking ten minutes ever put on film. I think it says something you know like that. You know what's shocking? You know what the most unbelievable part of this uh, movie's premise is to me? Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. You think that's in the ending? Uh, maybe. Bloody Mary. I think the ending is they, they see the kid from Blair Witch standing in the corner. Oh, God. What is he doing there? The camera falls. <laughs> I, I, I just refuse to believe that, you know, we actually had somebody on the moon. That's that's where it, that's where it becomes uh, illogical for me well, there. I love conspiracy shit. And one of the things I love the most is the moon landing conspiracy shit. It is just so goddamn entertaining. Yes. It really and tr- is. And true. It really does seem like we never landed on the moon. We we didn't. I I swear. The, why hasn't anybody else gone? No other countries have even attempted to go. See, I've even got you on my side. There you I go. I know. I believe it. I really do. I, I I had this one guy at work. I I spent a year working on him. And I actually got him to to go from we landed on the moon to okay we didn't land the first time. The first time. Well, at least you got him somewhere. He's like, I think we've been there since, but I kind of agree with you. It might have said, ah, I got you. <laughs> All it takes is that little bit mm-hmm. to, to question if we've ever been there. Yeah, I don't think we ever have. It just doesn't. It. Think of it this way. If that came out now, think of what that would do. It would, it would totally, I think our, our stock market would crash. No one would believe it, dude. No one would believe it. If you came out now with proof, with definitive proof that we never went to the moon, you wouldn't believe it. I would. Just like, just like, just like after years and years of psychotic heckling, President Obama 
shows his birth certificate to the general public. And right. then everyone's like, oh, no, that's obviously a fake. Yeah, he took too long to get it to us. You know why? Because he doesn't fucking have to. Right, because <laughs> Hawaii law actually is against that, and, and they didn't want to set a precedent of breaking, of changing the law for every nutbag, idiot, crack co- crackpot. But, you know, for here's the thing. Yes. Because it came out so so many months later, uh-huh. actually, was it even more, was it like a year later? Mm-hmm. That they asked for it, it doesn't look good. Not to get political, <laughs> but it doesn't look good. You know what doesn't look good right now? What's that? The economy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, anyway, it, not two. that I'm not that I'm saying he should have jumped when they said how high. They say, okay, here you go. Here's my birth certificate. But I don't think it should have taken that long. But I, that's me. I, I think Trump scared him. Oh, really? Yes, I think Trump scared him into that. <laughs> right now, right now, uh, a bunch of people are now screaming at their iPods. Stop it with the politics! <laughs> okay, uh, just to end with Apollo oh. 18. When, that was originally supposed to come out, um, I believe it was March or April mm-hmm. of 2011. Then it got pushed to January 2012. And that right there was everything you need to know about then this film. The, 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 well, I think the studio, a lot like Paranormal Activity, I think they sent it somewhere. They made a little, uh, you know, changes here and there and said, you know what? We're releasing it in August or September. They just didn't want that January release. And you know what? I think it's doing better. I think it'll make 30 or 40 million before it's all said and done. And this film doesn't look like it costs maybe more than 10 or 15. What the fuck was that? Uh-oh. I think we Scott, are you there? Oh no. Okay. We have just been disconnected from Scott. We are waiting I'm going to end this call. Your feedback to... Okay. Oh, boy. I am patiently awaiting Scott to return. Hello, sir. What happened? Uh, I think my internet dipped low. Oh, okay. Well, um, I don't know if I'm keeping that in the show or not. <laughs> I might edit it out, but it might be fun to keep it in. I'm not sure yet. Systems are down. Systems are down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're done with Apollo 18. Yes. Uh, <laughs> are, we, are we still synced? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I never stop oh. recording. So oh, as, me- as long as I don't stop recording, we're synced. Okay. Okay. Moving on to the number two film. That's The Debt. Uh, at number two with 9.9 million. It's made 11 million so far. Oh, it must have had a Wednesday opening. Okay. And it's in its first week. This actually doesn't look half bad. No. I think the only thing that ruins it for me is that it, it, it seems like a serious version of Red. E- well, why? Because Helen Mirren is in it? No, because it's a serious movie. Yeah, but she was also in Red. Oh, no, but not because of that. Because they're, she, they're like elderly undercover agents, and there's still stuff going on, that kind of thing. Or undercover spies, what have you. Yeah, 
Uh, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it. Actually, uh, just recently, before I lost everything on my hard drive, <laughs> I, I, was, I was reading the original three-issue miniseries of Red. Uh-huh. Comic was based on. Not, not as funny. And, uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, they it, took they took a more humorous approach. No, no, not not as many. If if I had been a fan of the comic and I had seen the movie, I I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. Ah. I would I would have been a bit more. What 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 the fuck is this? Uh, yeah, there must have been a lot of disappointed people because the film Red had a. I liked it. It was I I I enjoyed it. It was fun, but it's really like a slapstick comedy in a lot of regards. It, it really is. And the comic wasn't. Oh, <laughs> I might have to check that out. You you do, because <laughs> it's really. I, I after the first issue I was like okay, and the the, the chuckles start when. <laughs> it there, does. It doesn't. There's nary a chuckle in the comic book. Nary. What nary. Good, what a good word, nary. That's that's why I used it. Ah uh-huh. All right. Uh, and the number one film for the third week in a row is The Help with the 14- reissue. Yes, the reissue of the famous Beatles movie, The Help. Uh, no. Uh, fourteen point five million. It's made one hundred eighteen. Cost twenty five. Monster hit. Definitely will be seen at Os- at Oscar time in some category. Don't know which one, but it'll definitely be noticed at Oscar time. You can bank on it because it just shows that the that middle class and upper class of white america they're most comfortable with black women when they're maids and in the 50s <laughs> that nice that, little and on and on and on a big screen it's a nice little barrier there of, of decades and format and reality well yeah it, you couldn't show a film today where a black person is quote-unquote the help in present day unless it's a full what? out unless it's a full out comedy uh, you, know, you could that wasn't my point you you really could. Uh, I don't think you could. I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I was I was making fun of 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 uh, just you know. What was what? White people. White people. <laughs> and, and now, now you're kind of saying that like no one will want to see a film about black people. I don't agree with that. I didn't say that. <laughs> just because Tyler Perry's cornered the market on urban films doesn't mean it has to be a comedy. I think it kind of does. <laughs> I mean, I'm not seeing him. Tyler Perry is not helping. Let's put it that way. No, he he. Well, if his films were good, it would be a different story. But they're generally not good films. Now, now, let's be fair. Have you sat through one of them? I have seen. Which one? Have you sat through a Medea film? Not in it. I've never sat through an entire film. Then, then, then. The, have you? How much? How much one have you have you watched? I believe I said uh, almost seventy-five percent of. Why did I get married? That was the one with Janet Jackson, the first one. Oh, so more than half an half of it. More than half. Okay, you're allowed. All right. Am I? Yeah. Yes. It, it's just. It's that's not. A, that's enough. It's, it's not a horrible. It, they're not horrible, but they're just not good. You mean you mean like like my challenge this week? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about that after we do the finger list. Yes, we are. All right, so that's the top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, so I say we go ahead and do the finger list. <laughs> now, what uh, do we want to explain the finger list again? Uh, briefly. All right, briefly. It's Based- let me try it this time. All right, go f- we'll, go. F- we'll we'll squeeze it down a bit. Okay. We pick which film off the top ten. We would rather cut our little finger off than have to see in the theater. There you go. Perfect. There you go. I plan on doing some sort of 
sound clip for that. That way we don't have to explain it every week. Well, we will be, but we'll, we'll just be doing it through recording. Yeah, we won't have to do it, and we it'll, won't. Be, it'll be the same every week. Right. All right. Uh, I think I'm going... I'm going to go first. I got to go Spy Kids again. <sighs> yeah. Ooh. Got to watch that microphone. Yeah. Um. Let's put it mm-hmm. this way. Next week's uh, finger list it will not have Spy Kids. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. Once more for good luck, then, Spy Kids. Yeah, I know you want to. I know you want to go Apollo eighteen or Shark Night, but I was debating Shark Night, and I was like, "Well, yeah, but it's got to be less painful than Spy Kids." <laughs> I'm not saying it'd be good, but even you know, right. and at least it's one D less. That is true. That is true. It's one D less than. <laughs> now yeah. I don't know if you noticed. We're not getting charged for the extra D. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but Shark Knight 3D is part of the title. Yes, it's it is. It's Shark Knight 3D. Spy Kids 4, 4D is not part of the title. It's not no, even it... Spy Kids 4D. It's just Spy Kids 4. Correct. So they're not hyping the 4D in the title of the film so you no, can get it on Redbox. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. At least Shark Knight 3D is 3D. Usually the 3 in the title is when it's the third film. Right. Which Spy Kids 4D could very well have done that because it is the fourth film, but they're not. And the third one was 3D, but they, you know, they but I just find it interesting yeah. that they didn't put the 3D in the title. Yes, it, it is. It's not cool. Let's put it that <laughs> way. <laughs> All right, so that's the top ten. That's our finger list. Um, when we come back from our break, we're going to talk about little Fockers. Oh, speaking of Fockers. Uh-huh. All right. All right. We'll be right back. Bye. Joey, do you have time to read these days? I don't. I have a kid. (laughs) Me neither. But you know what? I listen to books. Oh, you do? I download audiobooks at audible.com. There you go. Right now I'm listening to Shock Value, how a few eccentric outsiders gave us nightmares, conquered Hollywood, and invented modern horror. I think you can get that link from our site, too. Uh, well, not for that, but for Audible. No, yeah. well, the audible.com. Yeah, and you can get that book through audible.com. You go to our website, moviesucktastic.com. You go to the podcast page. And on the lower left-hand corner, there's an audible.com link. Click on that. You get a two-week free uh, trial. And we get a kickback. And we, and, and, and we need it. Please. Yes. Well, I, we don't ask for donations, but this is a good way to keep the show running. This microphone is, has more tape on it than my balls. <laughs> That's a lot of tape. That is quite... You know what? You go, go to audible.com. Audible.com. <laughs> yes. Did you know that you can listen to Movie Sucktastic all over the internet? In places like iTunes, Podfeed, Podcast Pickle, Podcast Pup, the Zoom Marketplace, and more. And you can listen to us at our very own website at moviesucktastic.com. We want you to be a part of the show, so let us know where you're listening from. You can email us at themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com or call our hotline and leave us a message at 908 514 4470. So come on and be a part of the movement that is Movie Sucktastic. Find out what all the suck is about. Doesn't anybody feel um, bad all these kids? 
All right, everybody. Welcome back. Doing a little blind melon for you. And it ain't that fucking rain song that they do with the little bee girl. You ever listen to Blind Melon, buddy? Who? Blind Melon. I, I'm not sure who that is. You know, Blind Melon. You I, know the. Why, the, why does it taunt me with my lack of film no, music knowledge? <laughs> By the way, this song's called Toes Across the Floor. Awesome song. Everybody should be listening to this kind of uh, music from Blind Melon, not the other shit. Yeah, I was digging is, it. It's good stuff, man. Yeah. But anyway. I especially like that second part. That second part? Yeah. <laughs> I was digging that. Okay. Yeah, the part after the first part. That the was the part I liked. That's right. What about the third part? Not as good as the second part. <laughs> and you fade it out in the third part, too, so it's really hard to tell. Well, I'm sorry. I got to fade yeah. the music out at some point. I know. I know. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Now, we're going to we're going to talk about little fuckers. And I have a feeling that you don't have a lot of nice words for me. I have very few nice words for you, sir. <laughs> What's the running time on Little Flockers? It's an hour and... I want to say it's an, an hour and 32 minutes. Really? Yeah, it's... It, it felt like three hours. It's not that long a film. Oh, it, it, it's longer than it should have been. <laughs> Lo- much longer than it should have been. Uh, so, do we want to play the trailer for everyone? And then... Oh, come- yeah. Play the trailer. Play it. All right, I'm going to play the trailer. You keep quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right, here we go. One, two, one, two, three, four. Hey, Grandpa Jack. Yay! Greg, this is Jack Burns. Yeah, I know. I just, I, I could tell from the caller ID. Greg, stop talking and listen. It's always been a patriarch to lead our family through good times and bad. I've come to realize that the next in line to the Burns throne is you. So I ask you, Greg, are you prepared to be... The Godfather. <laughs> Are you laughing? Yeah, I know. I'm just, I was making, no. Because this is no laughing matter, Father. It's a confidence. Sam, I love you. It's an attitude that lets them know that the buck stops with you. It's turkey time. Jack, if you do the honors, you're the turkey cover now, Greg. Thank you, Jack. This Christmas, I'm watching you. Well, I have eyes too, so I'll be watching you, watching me. From Universal Pictures and Paramount Pictures. Come here and give me a fucker sandwich. <laughs> the more things change. Oh, Are you having a hard time sleeping? Yeah. Oh. Henry? I put him in a still point. He's gonna wake up feeling so refreshed. The more they stay the same. Hey, you okay? Yeah, you know, it's just the usual old Jack stuff. Buy two cents when you deal with Jack. No matter what he does, just smother him with kisses. He'll be putty in your hands. You've got to give a little love. Give a little love. Go on, Jeff, do it. I want you to represent our new drug, Sustango. It's uh, an erectile dysfunction medicine. Do you know any sexually frustrated old dudes? Hello, Greg. You mind explaining this? Did you take one of those? What do you mean? Jack, if you've had that for more than four hours, you've got to get to an ER and get you a shot. There's no way I'm going to an emergency room with this thing. You need to stick me. You need to stick me now. I'm not comfortable getting you. I'm not going to. No. Little Fockers. Oh, 
All right, that's the trailer for that piece of shit. Jesus, was the trailer an hour and a half long, too? <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, the way that trailer ended was uh, with Ben Stiller giving the shot in Robert De Niro's oh. penis. Um, oh. And then the little kid walks in and he's screaming. Uh, that's basically how I felt watching this entire film. Because oh. it was truly that bad. See, and I, I, just, I felt, I felt and, the other way. I felt emasculated. Oh, did you? Yes. Well, here's the, here's the thing, too, with the trailer. Uh, anyone that watches a trailer, uh, I'll give you the title of the trailer. I have it right in front of me. It's the it's called Little Fockers Trailer 2. If you watch that trailer first, then watch the movie, you will see just how fucking cut up this movie is. There have been so many reshoots for this, and there are so many scenes in the trailer that are not in the film. There are actually different takes in the trailer well, that's that not, that's are not, not in the film the different takes is not uncommon well well because because what well, will happen is while they're filming the film they will send film to them to make the trailers a different company does the trailers okay so they will send that's why that that does happen often because because they'll well, they'll send different takes but usually what you see in the trailer usually no. for the most part i'm saying for the most part i'm not yeah, saying but, but, but it does scenes but it, here and there you not, always get that but it's not uncommon. Uh, no, it's not. But I'm saying actually, for... actually, if you go back to uh, I'm, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm no, going it's to. Okay. Uh, I, I know you are. <laughs> if you go back to Dust Till Dawn, uh -huh. listen, listen to the audio commentary. There's that one scene where the vampire, uh, the female vampire, is George Clooney pinned to the floor. Right. And and she says, you know, welcome to slavery. And he says, no thanks. I've been married. Right. Right. In the tra in the tra in the audio commentary, Rodriguez and Tarantino. He's like, oh, we hated this line. It was a horrible line. We're filming it, and Clody said, here, you know, I got a great line. And he played it, and he's like, okay, we're not going to use that. That was crap. <laughs> but then the trailer it made it, came, in, it made it into the movie, though. Right, and the trailer came out, like, the trailer came out while they're still in post-production. So they're still making the film, technically. Okay. When the trailer comes out, and they see the trailer, said, oh, my God, they used it in the trailer. And both of them, as, old, as long-time film fans, said, I hate it when they do that with trailers. Now we have to leave it in. Oh, okay. And, and also because every trailer was like built around that line. Yes, it was. So it's not uncommon to happen because they'll ship out the scrap, the scraps of the film to another company to make the trailer while they're f still filming or s still in post production. Okay, all right. But uh, just I'm not, as, uh, the, no, no, I'm, no, not, no. I'm not coming to the defense of the film. No, I, I believe me, I, I know. Just wanted to get that straight. Uh, but I, like specifically, one of the scenes where he's carving the turkey and he cuts his finger or his thumb. Uh, and blood shoots all over the room. Mm -hmm. Specifically, it hits a lot of it hits his wife, but in the movie, it doesn't hit her at all. It hits Robert De Niro. So what I'm getting at is, they did one shot for the trail, or they use one scene for the trailer where all the blood is hitting the wife, and a little bit around for everyone else. But in the movie, they completely changed it, and it's just all Jack Burns getting all the blood. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I noticed, too, there was, there's a scene where he backs up the truck. Yeah. And... Oh, with it, all the sand. Yeah, the sand, yeah. The, uh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Is that, is that the parking brake? Um, right. And, it's red. And then later on, he comes back to the house. Uh, like, after the whole blow-up at the hospital, um, Ben Stiller comes back to the house alone, and there's, like, all this damage to the side of the house. Okay. Yes, you're right. Right. And it's like, okay, obviously they filmed a scene where the truck backed into the house and they cut it. You know, I never, I didn't, 
I didn't notice. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't notice it. It's it, they have just tarps over it, and it's obvious that something damaged the house, and that damage was not there earlier in the in the film. See, this is these are the eagle <laughs> eyes of a professional film watcher. <laughs> I never court. noticed it. I never noticed it. Well, you know, take some notes, sir, and you go back, and you know. Okay. <laughs> but. but but you're right. But, I mean, it, it is obvious when you watch this film that, you know, there's all this stuff where, okay, they added this later, you can tell. And, oh, there's definitely chunks of this film missing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you could like, absolutely tell that Owen Wilson did not come into this film until after it was finished. They did mm-hmm. lots of reshoots. Uh, they, they did a lot of additional shoots to, to get him in there. Uh, Dustin Hoffman and Barbara Streisand's character as well. There's another scene in the trailer where Dustin Hoffman is kissing Robert De Niro on the face. Um, in the hospital bed, which is not in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm sure that'll make the uh, the special edition DVD all the bonus uh, cut stuff. But actually, I had I, I rented the red box. Oh, you did? And, yeah, and and uh, oddly enough, there was this humorous incident where I'm at the red box trying to get my reserved uh, film, <laughs> uh, okay. which by the way I didn't take it back today, so now I own an extra dollar on this piece of shit. Thank you very oh, much, sir. I'm sorry. Uh, not it, really. You know what? I'm not sorry. I'm going to stop saying I'm sorry to yeah, things stop, like that. Yeah, stop, it's disingenuous. And, you you know, it's... I don't mean it. <laughs> it cost me... Now, it now cost me $2.08, eight, uh, 12 cents tax. Don't forget tax. <laughs> don't forget the tax. To watch this goddamn film. <laughs> and I'm better, there, and I'm waiting for the thing to come through. And there's this um, uh, lady next to me. Uh, I'm trying to think of a word to describe her. Hag. Let me uh, guess. She, she loved it. Hag next to me uh <laughs> flesh wilting on her bones uh uh-huh. she's like like two cartons of cigarettes away from the next two cartons of cigarettes and she's advising uh the the younger uh hag to be next to her on okay. what film to rent okay and they're going over this and she's like oh well if you want funny that was funny and that was funny i want to rent one of those if you want funny that's funny and the two pictures she pointed at was little fockers uh-huh and um the <laughs> Not dilemma surprised. oh wow and, and and the urge to just, like, elbow her <laughs> and tell the younger woman to run and save herself, it was overwhelming. But she didn't do it. No, no, because because uh, the, the hag would have taken me. <laughs> she would have taken you she down? Would've, she would have been all over me. <laughs> I, I'm sure I'm not the first big guy that's tried to elbow her in the Pro- face. You prob- know? Probably not. Uh, she, 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 had the, she had the looks of her that she, she's been in quite a few ballroom you know what you know what i found interesting in the film too uh just how much they decided to not use the wife in this one because she's not looking i mean i hate to sound this way okay why did you think of that because i said hag the wife yeah no I'm, i'm i'm just running the film through my head and how cut up well that's my job isn't it no (laughs) (laughs) no just just how cut up it is because i i i had I had noticed a lot during the film at just how cut up it is. And there's this uh, school that they want to... Well, okay, let's let's preface with let, what the plot yeah, really is about. You know what? Let me, let me walk through... First, let me... I, I, have, I, have the, I have a little preamble here. Okay. A little setup. Yes, um, I love those. My, my former employer of 15 years... Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why do you say that, sir? I don't know where... I... In, the, in the entire 15 years I worked for this man... Uh-huh. He only ever uh, resorted to three movie quotes. There only there's only three films that I would ever hear him reference. Okay. And and it was always three distinct lines. One was, uh, "Could I have my stapler?" 
Okay. <laughs> and, and that never gets old. Nah, it never does. And that's from uh, Office Space. Yes, it is. The other one was Scott! <laughs> from Austin Powers. You can guess why I heard that one a lot. Yeah, I can imagine you did. And the third one, of course, was Fokker. Okay. Fokker. Gaylord Fokker. Gaylord Fokker. Uh, so, I mean, and just to give you an idea of the mentality of the person who would have a business for 15 years without having any anything saved up to cover the business in case of, oh, some kind of economic collapse. Oh, my God. Um, the, the mentality of this person uh, was such that there were only three films that that he would quote that permeated his brain on such a level that he could comprehend the humor and cling to it. I know one of his quotes is Little Fockers, but where are you going? No, the first Fokker was the first one. He got it from the first one. Well, that's Fokker. what I meant. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm going with that. This is the kind of film where your base level of intelligent humor. Doesn't okay. rise. Does it not arise above? Um, so the cream isn't going to the top, is what you're the, saying? The, well, no. The scum also rises. I see. But yeah. So this is the kind of film where body bodily humor and uh, just funny funny names. Uh, for for instance, in the film, mm -hmm. uh, there's this humorous moment when um, uh, Robert De Niro calls Ben Stiller up. And tells him that he wants him to be the the, the heir to the family, the Godfather, because Doctor Bob had an affair, right, with his daughter, which that actress unfortunately is dead. Oh, is she? Yes, she. Uh, real quick, she got. Oh, no, I, be no I believe it was an infection of some kind, and it was misdiagnosed by Doctor Bob. <laughs> they gotta play that into the film. Um, yeah. Ooh. So, so, but the Godfather. The Godfather. But in the course of one minute, they just repeat the Godfather over and over again. Godfather. Godfather. I'm what's the so Godfather. What's so God funny, Fokker? Godfather. This is a Godfather. And and the fact that they repeated it like seven or eight times in one minute, mm -hmm. this is the level. Because the, the average intelligence of someone who enjoys this film, uh, after the first 30 seconds, they're going to forget they heard that. Yeah, it's kind of like you, those uh, stupid radio commercials where they say the phone number 12 times at the end. No, no, no. No, this is even worse because we're not looking it's for worse memory, than that. memory retention. We're looking for just some kind of base base guttural instinct where there's no memory. There's no short-term or long-term memory, but just that sound will trigger a response. I see. And this whole film, I mean, well, the first, first of all, I was at a loss because I've never seen the second one. Yeah, and that's... You don't need to. No, I don't. But at the beginning of the, this one, I'm thinking, okay, I've obviously missed so much between one and three. I wonder if I can keep up with the plot. <laughs> but since the fact that the bulk of the film was really just a rehash of the plot from the first film. Makes it really it, was. Makes it so much easier. I mean, I, I don't know if the second film was like that. Have you seen the second film? This, uh, yeah, I've seen the second film. Is, uh, the, is the second film just a rehash of the first one? In some ways, uh, although Dustin Hoffman's character and Barbara Streisand's character are leading roles, whereas in this, they were just thrown in. I think their screen time, both, if mm -hmm. you collected both screen times and added them, you're looking at less than five minutes in the whole movie. Which, ironically, is almost the same amount of screen time the kids have. Uh, yeah. This film is called The Little Fockers, but I have a feeling they're talking about the audience <laughs> because the two children have maybe 10 minutes tops on screen. If, if that. 
and and the the kids at first I wanted to like say that these really obnoxious unlikable children, but you only get that much time to hate them. And you know what? The only reason why it's called little fuckers is because they basically are saying little fuckers every time they say fucker. Is that what, that, is that what that's supposed to be a play? Oh on? yeah, dude, you didn't know that. <laughs> uh, they, for anyone out there that may not be in the know, uh, fucker equals fucker. And they use it as many times as they can because they know it triggers something in everyone's You're brain this, that say fucker. You're the god fucker. You're the god fucker. You're the god fucker. God fucker. Oh, I, I mean, now, also, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, when you're watching this film, I mean, now the first 10 minutes of the movie. Right. We've got Viagra jokes. Yes. With uh, Sustango. Because, <laughs> Sustango. Because... Because uh, male impotence is funny. It's uh, hilarious. And in and penis jokes separate of the uh, boner jokes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Then we have uh, anal humor as as uh, we have a romantic uh, insertion of an enema tube. Yeah, they they were really hit. Oh well, that character is uh, played by Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba and oh and her her name is Andy Garcia. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> and I'm thinking they're gonna run with this, aren't they? Yo, and they do. And you know, when 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 uh, um, Robert De Niro googles her name, and all these pictures of Andy Garcia come up. <laughs> so, oh, oh, oh. For a minute there, I thought they're going to have an angle where he thought he was actually cheating on his wife with Andy Garcia. <laughs> and you know what? We haven't seen any cut footage yet. So I, I guarantee, I guarantee you that they approached Andy Garcia for a cameo. Oh, and he said. What the? No. And probably back. Is he still alive? No, I'm thinking of the other guy. Uh, and, and Andy Garcia is alive. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Yes. It, and I, honestly, I, when I heard Andy Garcia's name, I'm like, great, I'll use him for a movie challenge. <laughs> but unfortunately, Andy Garcia seems to make nothing but good movies. Uh, the only problem I have with Andy Garcia is he's Andy Garcia in every movie. I have no problem with that because I like Andy Garcia. Well, I like him too, but in much in the same way that Morgan Freeman is Morgan Freeman in every film, uh, Andy Garcia is Andy Garcia in every film as right. well. And, most, and there's there's a few actors that are like that as well. But. Most stars remain themselves in all these films. You want to talk about a movie where the the actors are the characters? Ben Stiller, Robert De Niro, uh, Owen Andy Wilson, Garcia. Andy oh, yeah. Garcia, Jessica Alba, uh, breaking character and playing a hot chick. Uh huh. Which you don't, you, you know, you don't hear do often. So it's great to see her uh, right. extend She's that. She's playing an immature, an immature hasn't really gone past high school attitude hot chick. That right. Which which also I was probably gearing towards the audience. Right. Uh, so and then you've got so you've got all those jokes in the first ten minutes, uh, and then of course there's some vomit vomit humor. The, there's a little there vomit too. humor. Uh, uh, he drives a Prius because <laughs> we we haven't gotten off of making fun of Priuses yet. Because, because no. it sounds funny, and it, and you know, if it's not if it's not a Humvee, you're you're a fag. Yeah, that, totally. That's that's pretty much what it comes up to. Sucking the cock. That's right. Um, uh, oh, you know what's even funnier than making fun of him because he's wearing a he's in a Prius. What's you, that? You know, the films hit a low point, and and we're talking about a film that has your basic I Love Lucy sitcom setups, <laughs> where literally it's like, gee, what? Uh, we can't we can't finish filling this hole till we move that truck. I. I know. I'll move the truck, Ricky. And you know, and, and just right. And they had to throw Harvey Keitel in there because he was in uh, Taxi Driver with De Niro, and of course they had to square off in some way. I, you know, that was written in there specifically because they were both in Taxi Driver. Uh, honestly, I just think that Harvey needed the money, 
and he was nearby. I was hoping Harvey had played a bigger role in the film. I was hoping that he would do the same full frontal scene from uh, from Bad Lieutenant. Wait till you see the outtakes. <laughs> I'm surprised Robert De Niro didn't say, are you talking to me, to Keitel? Now, see, again, if, if this was made by people who had any sense of, like, humor beyond what beyond like oh gee his mother talks about sex <laughs> uh, uh, they're, they're musical they're musical condoms uh, now you know the musical condoms now uh-huh. mentioning that you even i'm thinking okay maybe they'll play that in like edward blake with uh skin deep and we'll have like a scene later on with the music you know that's too clever right yeah but john ritter's dead i and and, and <laughs> that's the day the music died but but I'm saying, but that's too clever. The idea, like having, like having Robert De Niro find those condoms, right? Uh huh. And then having to see with Ben Still and his wife in bed, and you just hear the music, and get oh. louder and louder and louder, <laughs> like in like a still shot. That's too clever. Uh, they, yeah, too and you know clever. what? I I bet it scared them too. That well, maybe we. Uh, you know what? I don't want to give them too much credit that they even thought about doing a scene like that. But it's possible. And then they said. But we might not get that PG thirteen, and we need that. No, no something like that. Something like that. PG. The, he stabbed him in the cock with a needle, and then his kid drew a picture of it. You're going to get a PG thirteen because it's these guys, and 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 they're saying Fokker every fifteen minutes. Anyway, right. But, but no, no. The point is, the <laughs> musical condom scene would have been too clever for the audience that would laugh at this movie. Oh yeah, it's the wrong audience. Right. But, Completely. But, but 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 I got sidetracked. But even with this kind of humor. Right. With the kind of setup of, oh, he left he left the Viagra in the closet and Robert De Niro found it. I guess, I wonder what might happen. <laughs> oh, and his wife is, is talking about role-playing in probably the most unsexiest way I've ever seen, ever. Where she's just... I, I've seen unsexier. You've seen unsexier than that? Well, I mean, not on screen, but... Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, she's just like, "Ooh, yeah, let's 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 role play. Come on!" And then she's making these faces at the camera. Doesn't doesn't v- completely I, I, unsexy. You know what? There were two. I I did laugh at two points of the film. Okay. And, I, and I've forgotten what they were. <laughs> because they because they really like weren't supposed to be big laughs. Right. But I liked them uh, anyway. But should have wrote it down for a film. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I was I was too agog. Okay. Uh, for a film that has that kind of basic setup humor, uh-huh. when they come to the part where they're they're touring the school, or De Niro and Still well, are touring the school, that's where I was actually going before with the, the, the wife. The, then let me go. And no, I, no, I was just going to point no, out. No, 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 no. Let me finish. The all backtrack. right, all right. Let me finish ahead. the backtrack. Right. I spent too long getting to this point. God damn it. <laughs> okay. When they get to the school and and the uh, the chick from Jurassic Park. Oh, Laura Dern. Yeah, she when she uh, mistakes them for a gay couple. Right. And it's like that slow, oh, they don't get it yet. They're, they, she thinks they're gay. And then the kind of denials at the end, the, the lead up to that joke and the delivery of that joke uh-huh. uh, take up more screen time than than should have been permitted. Okay. <laughs> and it didn't take that long. I, I, I agree. And that that's where you realize this is not going to end. <laughs> it's just going to keep going. you got this another gonna, 40 minutes. Yeah, this is going to not... This this is this is gonna hurt. Now you're mentioning about the wife. Well, I was just gonna say it was very convenient f- for them to make her get a uh, what the flu or the cold so that she would completely be out of the scenes where they're going to uh, what was the school called the human child 
the 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 young human or the starting human the the something like that the human it, something it was so unfunny it wasn't even that catchy they are exactly I, so I, they I, I did i did write in my notes that you know uh where's my notes i did write down about, about that specifically is that didn't make a fun didn't making fun of gifted preschools get old with fraser <laughs> yeah I mean, so, this is like this is like such '80s, '90s comedy. Oh, it's a school for gifted youngsters, and they're all oh, they're all so weird in here because it's advanced and smart kids, and my kids so stupid. Like, wow, are you guys gay? <laughs> yeah, because obviously you're the only ones that could possibly even afford this school. Even though you're old enough to be his father, this, this couldn't be, you know, all. Yeah, right, exactly. So they conveniently made her sick so that she wouldn't be in any of those scenes for the school. Well. And, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to point out that because of that, uh, Ben Stiller's character and Robert De Niro's character end up at this school for the whole uh, orientation and all of the testing and all of that stuff. And the wife is completely underused in the whole film as well. I have two theories for that. Okay. Let's one, is, one is because your comedy gold is getting De Niro and Stiller together. Okay. And two, with no ill... I hate to sound misogynist here... She's not aging well. I don't know how old she is either. She's not. She's she's not aging well, and and she, there's she she hasn't been getting. She doesn't have any work done. That that looks like she doesn't have any work done. And I respect her for that. And I do too. But that makes her poison to the screen because she's the one female without any work done. So she doesn't have that plastic pretty look. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You can't sell my beautiful wife. On a Hollywood screen, where all the other women in the film have work done, right? No, I I, I I agree. And then there there are a lot of scenes in the film where if you if you notice, uh, you can tell that they were filmed afterwards. And uh, a lot of the scenes, the actors in the scenes are not in the same room when they were filmed. Yeah. Like for instance, there's one scene uh, in the movie where Owen Wilson. He uh, he comes in to uh, into town, and it's De Niro and Ben Stiller, and their heads are so far in on the screen that it's all blurry. Mm-hmm. And in the distance, you see the daughter and the wife. A classic case of they're superimposed because they're all blurry, right? And the other side of that has been filmed at a different time, and you can tell these things that it's just. It's just not fitting right. There's there's quite a few scenes where the frame is off. Yeah. Or the, the shot's too wide, mm-hmm. and and like they're cutting back and forth on a scene where there's really no reason to cut back and forth. You could just like you could put them in the same shot, but instead we're doing this kind of uh, 180. Right. And yeah, you can really tell there's a lot of stuff where they, they they went back and they reshot and they put and they fixed stuff in post and maybe even changed entire scenes. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell. Right. I also want to go back the wife. Yeah. Is it just me? And I'm, I'm thinking back now because I wasn't paying attention to this. But more we talk, they had her dressed like kind of frumpy. Frump, frumpy. Yeah. She wore in a suit in the hospital. And they had her in bed under all the blankets. Well, I will say this. I just pulled up her IMDb profile. She's 42 years old. Right. Which nothing wrong with that. No, no, no. She's not, uh, but some of my some of my best friends are 42 years old. Uh, there you go. Uh, I I think for 42 years old. She looks pretty good. No, I do too. But I'm saying the Hollywood ideal, I guarantee oh, she, of she, she might have gained a little weight, which is no, like, like, again, I'm sure she's great. But for the Hollywood ideal, I think she was not what they wanted. 
And so they hit her. They hit her under clothing. They hit her out of scenes. They hit her behind the plot. Yeah. No, you, uh, yeah, that sounds. When you've got Barbara Streisand throwing her fucking cleavage around. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. So she was, she did not fit a Hollywood ideal and, but they had to use her because she's part of the movie. Of course. And I, I'm sure they tried to figure out a way to write her out. Uh, they, they may, practically may, did. I think they kind of had to uh, keep her in there, but you're right. Yeah. They, 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 she, her screen time is maybe maybe mm-hmm. half, half an hour, if that. Right. I mean, uh, oh, the, the, yeah, you mentioned the squirting blood, too. That was another one. Where, oh, oh, they're really going that way with this. Oh, of course. Oh, the little Monty Python squirting the blood. Well, ah. you, 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 when you see it in the trailer... You say the same. Th- it's like really, that's what they're going for. Or when he gets the phone call uh, uh, from Jack Burns, is it? We'll be there in approximately twelve seconds. It's like okay. Oh yeah, because that it. was. I mean, and he's, he's on time. Uh, and, and the premise of the film, the same as the first one, mm-hmm. is also this this simpering idiot's bizarre need to impress his father-in-law. Yes. And like, I was like, okay, so I have to I have to watch this film. Which is for, this same shit they've been pulling from uh, from the first film. Yeah, it's like okay, I have to watch two thirds of this film. Watch him get the balls to tell his father to leave, the grandfather in law to leave him alone. Right. It's it's. I mean, I'm, and I didn't hate the first film. No, I didn't hate it either. It was my, all right. My problem with the first film was always that I felt it was so mean spirited. Like it, I don't want to get into because this is not the film we're reviewing. Right. Too much, but. Like the stuff that happens to Ben Stiller in that film, it's supposed to be funny, but everybody, like, there's the whole family there, and they all gang up on him. And and after a while, I'm like cringing every time. It's like you got like five or six family members, and they're all just relentlessly piling on Ben Stiller. And then, then when they find out his name is Gaylord, they just just oh, lay lay into him. Yeah, but I mean, but it goes beyond humor towards like, dude, would you just stab one of these guys with, with a fork? <laughs> right. <laughs> I, how how come you? I mean, just. The, when you when you hit a certain point where it's okay, you're 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 now, you, you know, like a spousal abuse, right? Where some people like, like you get the wife to the point where where she's so beaten, but then like when when the cops come, like she defends them, right, right. It, it's that kind of uncomfortable thing where you start hating the victim because they're not doing something. It's not right, but it's like you just get this like Ben Stiller's character. You like he's still the victim, but at a certain point you just you you can't feel for him anymore because dude just just punch somebody <laughs> i got just, you just you know, do something you know right uh and uh owen wilson when he find and there are if you really pay attention there are scenes where he has longer hair mm-hmm. I, I mentioned this i think i mentioned <laughs> this in a, the last episode yes you did that you there you can completely tell he's got like much longer hair in some scenes than others mm-hmm and it's just it just goes to show just how how much reshooting they did, uh, how much. Um, did I mention the wacky Negro? Oh, what in the beginning of the film? In the middle, and in the middle, the the, the black nurse. Yes, it's it's like he's a stand-up comedian. I forget what his name is, but he's one of the most popular stand-up comedians there is right now. But the, they have a wacky Negro in the film. Yes. Which is not a derogatory term because I'm talking about a, a, a cinematic technique, which is you fill the you fill the screen with white people, and then the one black person has to be wacky. Yeah, I think it's, it's has, also called the token black guy. Token black guy, but but he's also the wacky wacky Negro yep. as well. So it's both ways, and it's just even when that happens too, it's like all right, this is gonna be the only black person we see from now on. 
and you know, and um, another problem I have with this film. Oh, please. Uh, uh, you know where I'm going with this because I've had this argument before. It's another film about rich people's problems. Uh, Ben Stiller. All right, no, bull- I call bullshit on that. I know what you're going to say. Oh, yeah, because he said, I'm actually making less money than when no. I was nursing. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm making less money now than when I was nursing. Right. You're wearing a suit to work. Right. Right. You you you're, you bought a new house. That you're having uh, renovated. Yes. You're, you're, while renting another place. While renting. You're, you have another house being renovated while you're renting. And you have two kids and your wife's, his wife stay at home, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. You're rich. <laughs> And when I say uh, rich, you're upper middle class or you're upper class. I mean, you, you work in the city, you're wearing a suit, you can afford to buy a new house, you're not mortgaged to the hilt. Hell, a hybrid car is like 25000 right there. That, that was a brand new Prius, too. Yeah. Yeah, he's not driving a 10-year-old car. He's not. I mean, so th- another rich people's problems fucking film. And he's being approached by Jessica Alba, who wants him to do seminars and speeches for, uh, uh, what was the drug called again? Uh, Sustango. Sustango, which she's saying <laughs> he can... Because Viagra was funny 10, 15 years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, that he can make tons and tons of money doing speeches, which, you know what? Uh, yeah, he's got no money problems. Y- yeah. You're right. You know, you know the last time Viagra was funny in a film? Um... 40-year-old virgin when he didn't take it and he called the hotline. <laughs> That's the last time Viagra was remotely funny in any kind of movie. That's that, that just tells what you about what about Road Trip? That's before that. That's before 40-year-old virgin. Yes. Oh, you're, that's right. The last time. I got gotcha. you. Sorry about that. That's the last time. That's the that's most the l- recent time. <laughs> that movie's what? 4 years old now? Yeah, at least I have no concept of the time, so I can't tell. But that's, I mean, but it's so we're, really, we're going to Viagra jokes off the bat. <laughs> but so, yeah, it's another Rich People's Problems film. And I, I have no, again, he's looking to put the kid in like this top of the line school. Oh, yeah. And, and you know and, that shit ain't cheap. Yeah. And, and instead of like being like, oh, I could never send my kid here, it's like, oh, well, I don't know if I can afford this. That means you can afford it. You just have to like to stop, I don't, you know, buying jewelry or something. It's <laughs> just bullshit. And this, this leads me to. My taking out the trash on this one. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. You don't have a setup for this yet. I don't have music. I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I do have... I can save this film. I do have the trash heap as spoken, but that's when we're done. No, no. All right. I can I can take the trash out of this film. I can save this movie. Okay. I have, I, have a, I have a little something that, that I would change. Uh, I mean, there is a lot I would change, but you there's know. one thing to how I would end the film. Oh, after you, sir, then. Oh, basically... Jessica Alba is a super hot piece of ass, okay? And he's trying to escape the the burn. In the film. Yeah. In the film, she's a hot piece of ass. She always is. You don't like Jessica Alba? No, she's kind of getting typecast. You're right. Okay. Okay. Anyway, uh, throughout the entire film, you, you see it coming from the very first time that they meet that she wants to fuck him. Okay? Uh, all the way to the end of the film where that doesn't pan out in her favor. Well... What I would change for the R- RX girl, which is on her license plate, is he does fuck her. And he decides, you know what? Fuck Jack Burns. Fuck the wife. Fuck the kids. I'm going to Maui. He gets on the plane, flies off, gets a divorce, gives half to the wife and kids, pays his alimony, 
end credits. That's what I would change. That's that's I would take everything else out and it would just be about him getting a divorce and getting away from the Jack Burns clan. The last scene is, is him and Dr. Bob toasting each other on a beach. There you go. There you go. Click, clicking margarita glasses as the sun sets. That's 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 how I that's the trash I would take out of this film. It's funny too because the minute like you're saying the minute you see Jessica Alba, it's like okay, so how long do we have to wait until uh, Robert De Niro like sees them in doing what he thinks is like having sex? Right. Oh. Enough for well, anything when he catches them. There's no way. I don't care if you stick your two fingers on anybody's jugular. There's no way you're convincing me that you didn't fuck her. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, they bring that wheeze back too. Oh, I can. I can. I'm, I'm a. You know. Oh, your your jugular artery. Uh, the, 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 I am the a... palpitations or whatever. The didn't go up. You were telling the truth. Fuck you. I mean, it should have been to the point. Where like, you know, I don't have to prove anything to you, old man. Exactly. And, oh, I mean, and like when you first meet De Niro's character in the film, right? In that first three minutes that he's on screen, he sets up the entire plot with. Oh, Doctor Bob cheated on his wife. I hope you know. I you know. I hope you know. Fokker's now my only hope here. And and oh, gee, my chest hurts. It's like okay. Well, when when are these two going to cross paths? Right. Exactly. Oh, but anyway, that's a good point. That's a good idea. Yeah, I like that. Fuck that shit. Another get, way would have been it. Get out. Another way would it would have been if the ending was at uh at um Robert De Niro's funeral, <laughs> and they all blame him for his death because he had a heart attack while they were fighting. Okay. So so the wife divorces him. And then he ends up with Jessica Alba. No, no, no. Then Jessica Alba rejects him because suddenly he's not so attractive anymore now that he's not married. Oh, yeah. And, and a, a married man usually tends to be more attractive. And and his wife will want him to see the kids. And the last shot of him is wrapping his lips around a shotgun in that old ho- house. <laughs> Harvey, Harvey Keitel squatting in the in the squatting in the bathroom, in, you know, on the second floor. No, no, no. You know what you do? That giant pit that they were digging in the back. Oh, he's like he's, he blows his head <laughs> off and he falls in that pit. <laughs> and they. They fill it in the next day without even noticing. Or or he blows his head off, falls in the pit, and from the blast and the the blowback, he actually hits the lever on the, the truck of sand, and it just buries him right there. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody's the wiser. Nobody's the wiser. So is, is that is that your word? No, 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 no. Oh, I, no, you got more? Mine is almost kind of a serious way here. Okay, let's I'm actually, I'm t- I can change, I can fix this whole film in one broad stroke. Let's do it. Remove the rich people's problem premise. Okay. And and bring everybody down to the lower class. Okay. All right. Suddenly, I mean, I mean the, it is in Chicago, so you know, there are areas that they could film that in to, to represent right. that. So so now he's a, he's he's still a nurse, but he's a real nurse where he's making it barely enough to survive. Okay. His wife's a stay-at-home wife with his two kids, and she's bitter and angry at him because he's only a nurse. So you've got the emasculation on that side of, of, right. the, of the, the thing. And from then, the first film, he you, fought, you found out in the first film that he aced his MCATs so he could be a doctor. Right. So that's hanging over his head. So he's a yep. failure in that sense. Okay. His kids don't like him. His wife's kind of bitter about, you know, oh, we're living in this, you know, apartment. We should be living in a house. Then you've got, and his his parents should just be, like, living in the village. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in like, uh, in Manhattan. Right. In Greenwich, you know, in that village, and yeah, so they're New, just like New, they're New York just, City. Yeah, but they're like they're 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 the hippies that they are in the last film and this film, except they're destitute hippies and they're barely scratching by. They're retired. They're living off their uh, social security, 
you know, but they're still, they're still, you know, they're and they're they're doing pot and they're still and the mother's a sex fiend, and that all that stuff. But except they're not making millions of dollars doing it. Gotcha. You know, you know he, you know, uh, Dustin Hoffman's not flying to Spain to learn to learn the uh, flamingo. The flamenco instead that he they, he's like he walks in the traffic in his underwear and starts dancing, <laughs> you know, on uh, on Houston Ave, Houston Ave, sorry, Houston Ave, Houston Ave, yeah, because it's not Houston. No, it's spelled the exact same fucking way. Anyway, speaking of rich people's problems, <laughs> and then you you take De Niro's character, bring him down. He's just a bitter Vietnam veteran who wants his daughter to have a better life than he did. But this 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 stupid nurse is like dragging her away from you know whatever bright future she had before she pumped out two kids and so he's constantly laying on de niro that fight scene during the kid party right which is at at owen wilson's house right and owen wilson's character should be this like still be that shining light of like uh, oh he's he's more successful than everybody but you don't have to be jet setting with uh, deepak chopra across the world you you just have more yeah yeah he's uh he owns a new car (laughs) <laughs> he, actually, he actually owns a house and it could be this guy yeah, it, Owen Wilson it, like it's just he's not the best he's just better than you that's right you know it, that it's you know when you when you're struggling to make ends meet and you're 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 a, you're a middle-aged nurse and you've got two kids and a wife and you can't even provide for them it's the guy that owns a new car and a new house he's the, the he he's the the apex you cannot surpass sounds good to me and and that fight scene at the end during the kids party right right the, the reason i thought of this was because you know what movie that reminded me of what's that last exit to brooklyn i don't think i've ever seen that uh excellent film not a happy movie not and, happy <laughs> and at the end of the film is this old bitter father and the, the kid but they're like lower class and at the end during the wedding where his baby's there because you know it's that kind of wedding and the the father and and, and son-in-law get in a fist fight during the wedding and knock over the crib. Oh. And is that kind of you know like it's just like this ah oh, you low class scum you're actually fist fighting at their own wedding and you know the guy's already got a kid from her. Oh, and it's like, oh, it you, sounds horrible. So, Not the movie sounds bad, but it just the scenario sounds horrible. So when you take the scenario of if if it's a lower if it's a lower class family mm-hmm. and you're at a social like a family gathering and the son-in-law and the father-in-law get in a fist fight it's like this you know it's it's you know it's just like low thing it's just like this gritty thing but when it's these two clowns surrounded by slip and slides and the ball pits suddenly it's funny right and especially when he's telling everyone get out of the pit you yeah, know well, and they do well, the whole jaws scene the jaws reference yeah. that, that that never gets old never 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 it never gets old so that's how I would fix this film. You bring it down to the lower class. You you inject reality into the fucking thing, and <sighs> and, and and instead of like trying to get the kids into this like uh, into this 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 wonderful uh, advanced preschool where ninety nine percent of them go on to become you know uh, like world leaders, it could be yeah we need to get the kids in a private school because they keep getting robbed at the public school. <sighs> okay, I follow you. I, I, I hate to bring the real world into this, but again, we're, we're in a recession and people can't even get jobs and, and, and right-wing psychotics are talking about like stopping funding the FEMA and education. And then I'm watching this movie where, where the, the big thing is, oh, gee, my, you know, my, rich, my rich father-in-law doesn't approve of me, and now we're having this gigantic party at my rich friend's house. And I was like, you know, fuck you. Right, who he's, he's completely good friends with until he starts hitting on his wife. 
Yeah, I was like, oh, I got a, I got her face tattooed on my back. Ha ha ha. Yeah, actually, it was a tattoo. It was a. Uh, he gave her a picture of his his mother or something like that. It, it, it's not even worth getting into, Joey. No, it's really not. All right, so here's uh. Well, no, this whole movie is a slap in the face. Yeah. To the uh, general general movie going audience, and by just injecting a little, you could it could still be a comedy, but it could also have reality in it, and sure. could be and could have more of a message. Then just let's watch Ben Stiller run around with a sh- with short shirt sleeves so we can see his fucking biceps again. <laughs> uh, all right. So is that your uh, is that I'm your sp- trash segment? I- I'm spent. Yeah, I'm sorry. The trash heap has spoken. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that- <laughs> <laughs> see, uh, see, see what you do to me? I- I'm sorry. I mean, hey. you, you, sit, you sit through something like this, and it's like, okay, and and where's the real film? And it, how much? How, what was well, the budget yeah, and, on this? The budget? I'll find out right now for What's you. What's the budget on this this piece of shit? Oh, hold, please. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, cleanse my soul here. That was a little more entertaining than the film. I'll tell you that. She should have had gargling in the movie. Little Fockers what? cost $100 million. Oh, fuck. It made $148 million. And that was here. And in the foreign market, it made 162 for a total of 310 million. Expect more movies. You know it, that made 160 million o- overseas. You know what that means? That the What's rest that? of the world watches this film and say, "Oh, that's what Americans are like." Uh, yeah. yeah. I know we have listeners in other countries because we see the download thing, so you're not hiding from us. Mm-hmm. We're not like that. <laughs> we are nothing like that. Although I will say, uh, the second film. The second film in America made two hundred and eighty million. Two hundred and thirty-seven were uh, foreign for five hundred and sixteen million worldwide. So it is, and it cost eighty million. Uh, so it is a huge drop-off from the second film, but it's enough of a profit for them to keep making them. I, 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 it, it's what did the painful. First, what did the first one do? Actually, the first film cost fifty-five, made one hundred and sixty-six domestically. One. 64 foreign 330 so think of it this way all like three that, fi- all three films have made over a billion dollars that, that's that's if that's a billion dollars worth of idiocy right there yeah that's a billion dollars that could have been used for something good like science i, I mean no, you could have cell like, research you could have just blown the money on like drugs and i still before it hookers I, hookers and beer that that the billion dollars <laughs> of hookers and beer pizza is, hookers and beer is more of a benefit to humanity than than this this complete travesty that's a void of any semblance of a soul or re- I just and and I not every film has to be serious but right. this just this film is just literally everything that's wrong with the country as a whole I I agree everything yeah. from the film being made to the the slipshod production value of it, which just shows they were just slapping shit and throwing whatever against the screen that could work and test screening the hell out of it, because I guarantee you half the stuff that was taken out of it was because of test screening. Right. It's like, oh, we didn't think it was funny when he hit the house with the truck. You know, I I, I would put good money on that. Yeah. And, and it. Uh, I'm, I'll stop. I'm sorry. I'm just ranting now. Yeah. Uh, can we take a break then? Ah, uh, motherfuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, all right. Um, I almost wish I'd watch Gulliver's Travels with Jack Black. Really? Because at least that's a fantasy, and I know Jack Black sucks. Right. 
But again, again, watching him tool around in a Prius in a three-piece suit and like going to going to bars with uh, Jessica Alba, and I was like, oh, I make less money than I did as a nurse. Bullshit, you fucking liar. <laughs> How much did you make at unemployment? No, no, that's right, because everything in this world works out. Yeah, it works out great for you. Oh, except right. for the, Dr. Bob's dead wife. So are you going to read uh, from the terrible game when we get back from break? Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's going to be short because I'm not in a good mood now. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we'll take a break. When we come back, you'll read from the terrible game. Yeah. And we will uh, we will get your movie challenge to me. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I almost forgot about that. Uh-huh. All, All right. right. We'll Go be ahead. right back. Do you want to keep in touch with Movie Sucktastic? Let your voice be heard loud and proud by giving us some feedback. No matter what you're calling or emailing about, we'll make sure you get your spotlight on the show. Email us at themovieguysatmoviesucktastic.com or call our hotline at 908-514-4470. Find out what all the suck is about. Are you home alone tonight? Got no one to cuddle? Urgent, urgent for some connection. Don't worry, Daddy ain't gonna hurt you. Just tune in, movie sucktastic. Give us a call at 908-514-4470. Tell us what bad movies have been tickling you. Just call after dark. We like it that way. apartment they're living in yeah <laughs> yeah the, the house the house is, is shittier looking than the apartment yeah it oh, really is oh we live in chicago and i'm making so little that i can afford an apartment that looks nice has a kitchen that you don't have to step over each other in and is big enough to support not only a family of four but the grandparents when they come over and everyone's got their own goddamn room and there's a whole, there's there's enough rooms where i can be injecting i you know the kids can still have in separate rooms i'm injecting uh 
I'm, I'm injecting my 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 father-in-law's penis with with uh, adrenaline <laughs> in in the second or third bathroom we have apparently because no one's tripping over each other for the shower in the morning. What fucking reality is this? Yeah, I was gonna announce the name of the song that we just played and the band and. Sorry, I had to get that in there. It, it's quite all right. Uh, the band was called Vast, one of my favorites, and the song was called Touched. So, uh, definitely check that out if you haven't heard them before. They're awesome. The film was a vast waste that touched <laughs> me in a bad way. <laughs> Bad touch, Charlie. Bad, bad touch. Bad touch. Bad touch. Oh, man. You were real, You were waiting for that. Like, you, coming I, right out of the gates. I forgot. I'm like, I got the apartment. The apartment. This, this roomy apartment. It's, it's just, <laughs> six people in this apartment. Not once did anybody have to say, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, oh, you're, you're, you're so destitute. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the bust of work. Then we can talk about how much money you're not making. Uh-huh. <sighs> um. Yeah, rich people's problems. Fuck that. Fuck them. Um. So, where, where did I leave off? Uh, I think it was something. I gotta start marking this. You didn't mark it, huh? Think of nothing else. Oh yeah, you know I get athletic sensation. Yeah, yeah, I got That's it. That's it. There you go. So you let me know when you're ready for music. I, I'm ready. Another another portion of the terrible game oh. by Dan Tyler Moore. Jonathan slowly unfastened the separate pieces of his lacquered armor, the greaves on his legs, the breast and back plates, the beautifully articulated steel gauntlets that allowed each finger such perfect freedom, and the pieces that protected his arms and shoulders. He looked at the blade of his father's sword lying on the bench. On it was a damascened, a realistic figure of an archer on horseback shooting a huge moose-like deer. Not a, not a moose, but a, but, but a moose-like deer. This is a really good... I, I should, all right. What did it all add up to? What a queer two days they had had together. That's queer. Uh, stop it. What a queer two days they had had together. Certainly the oddest anyone had ever had. It had been glorious fun. I bet. Shut up. You're breaking the wall. The, this is my moment. The most fun of his life. But why? What did it all mean? Why was his father so secretive about the strange things they were doing? Oh. After oh. <laughs> Shut up. After all, he wasn't a kid. He was 19 years old. Jonathan laid the parts of his lacquered armor on the stone bench beside his father. He had arrived home two days before full of the wonderful summer he had job he had lined up at the Louisiana oil fields. Uh-huh. Think of it, Dad. $200 a month for a t- temporary summer job. They're actually paying me for the privilege of getting into condition for football. I should pay them. His father had looked at him with a funny smile. Jonathan, I've already lined you up a job only at $300 a month. You will not only get in condition for football, but for licking twice your weight in wildcats. He had looked at him appraisingly. By fall, you will be the closest thing to a wildcat the Harvard team ever played football against. (laughs) Oh, wait. I'm going to finish this off here. Okay, go ahead. After his father told him what he had in mind, Jonathan had been so puzzled and curious that it almost taken the delight out of it. What a dream of a way to spend two months. But why were they doing it? It sounded insane. His father had clapped him on the back. All I can tell you, Jonathan, is that it is important and that you can't say anything about it to anyone. He hesitated. <laughs> it may look like a cop, cops and robbers game, but it isn't. Here is our daily schedule. He handed him a printed list. You get Saturday afternoons and Sundays off. Jonathan looked at the typed list of astonishment. Of all the queer ways to spend the summer. <laughs> stop you're giggling sir are you done yes i'm done (laughs) 
I was quite queer. <laughs> See, this is back in a time when books were written where they had words like queer in them, kind of like uh, J.R.R. Tolkien when he wrote uh, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. And no one thought any of the... Are you comparing the terrible game to Lord no, of the... No, no, I'm talking about writing styles where when people used the word... Uh, when people used to use the word queer, just, it had no double meaning. It wasn't considered funny. You read queer in this, I'm laughing my ass off. That's, that's 50 just, years ago, it's an everyday use. I'm, I'm, which, which did you giggle more at, sir? Was it the... Uh... It sounded like the father was telling his... Uh, mm. or, or something was going on. It's like, shh, don't tell anyone. That's what yeah. it sound, sounded like to me. Well, not only is he going to be ready for football, but he'll be licking twice his weight in Wildcats. Oh. <clears throat> <laughs> what a queer summer. Totally queer. My queer summer. Yeah, that movie will get made someday. Yeah, you know, if you if you retitle this book, my queer summer, they'll make it again. They might. They just yeah. might. But it, I have to look up this one word I keep mispronouncing because it's embarrassing. Which is that? Damascended. Damascended. Uh you can email that to me. I I have a dictionary, sir. Oh, well then get to it, man. Shut up. <laughs> All right. What well, next? Right. Ne- next next episode, uh, our thrilling installment will take us uh, well into page nine. Sweet. <clears throat> All right. Do you have a movie challenge for me? Yes, I do. Now, originally, I was I was having a little trouble trying to find something for you, okay. because because even though there's a lot a, a wide pool of actors to choose from, most of them have done very Decent good work. films. Well, decent work. Well, to an extent, I wanted to get away from comedies. Okay. I don't want to do. I, I I always feel awkward making fun of comedies, or or criticizing comedies because stupid humor is still humor. Right. And whereas it whereas an unscary horror film is not a, a good horror film, an unfunny comedy to somebody else is a good comedy. Okay. But, but which is bullshit, of course, because everyone thinks a film is good. You know, there's always well, so. There's a so out there somewhere. Someone is rewatching for the fifteenth time the pest with John with John Leguizamo. Oh God! Yeah. And and to them, that's the funniest movie ever made. So it's 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 a bullshit uh, thing to say. But but I just can't get over that fact that I feel weird sometimes making fun of comedies. Yeah, somebody out there is thinking the Stupids is their Oscar pick best picture. That could have been good. It could have been, that but it wasn't. Great, that had great potential. Um. So originally the the. Uh. Or, Oh, what was that? <laughs> Dinner, dude. Dude, we're, we're recording. Yeah. Oh, it's all right. What? What is this? The Fockers special now? <laughs> we were talking, uh, you know, about bad comedy and, you, you and, and you, bodily you functions, and I figured I'd uh, I'd, I'd contribute. Th- you, no, thank you, sir, for that. Really, it's, it's classy. It's the classiest I've been all day. Now, now, <laughs> that I will not argue with. Ah. The, your movie challenge originally was going to be because I forget the link now. Who Dick, did it? Dick Tracy, I think. That really? My, yeah, my vast. We're, we're, we're doing. We're doing that. I didn't realize my <laughs> sound was on my laptop. Thank you. Um, originally, I was thinking Dick Tracy, but I already told you, so it wasn't a surprise. That's true. You did mention it last episode. So I'm going to hold off on that because you thought I was going to challenge Dick Tracy to you. Yeah, and I was waiting for it because I actually want to see that. It's been a while since I've seen how bad that was. Watch it on your own time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, you, you get that again in the future. I don't. Now, <laughs> now maybe you can tell me, Alracia. I was going to challenge you to the Love Guru. Uh huh. Because it's connected to this movie by the writer, a writer or director or an actor. 
I think one of the actors was in uh, Love Guru as well. I believe you mentioned it earlier that it was actor-related. Yeah, but I forget who. Yeah, so... Okay. Well, your actual challenge is, so I'm not going to do the Love Guru just because I want to get away from comedy. I don't want to do two comedies in a row. Okay. Just like I didn't want to do two horror films in a row. I mean, we can, but... You know, it's it's good to change things up. Right. So instead, I'm going to follow Dustin Hoffman. You're going to follow him. And I'm going to take us to... Remember a while ago we did uh, Heaven's Gate? Yes. Which is considered one of the worst films ever made. Yeah, episode nine. The, correct. Um, I want to take us back to another iconically bad movie. Iconic? You're... Yes. Are, are you going to give me Ishtar? Yes, I'm giving you Ishtar. <laughs> but, okay. I mean, it's not a straight-out comedy, but it does have funny elements. It's, but it was sold as a comedy. It is, it is a comedy. What do you mean? It is a straight-out comedy. But, but I thought you said you didn't want to get back into comedy. I didn't, but nothing else was really that bad. Okay. And, but at least with this, it's a big budget. It was the, one of the, a huge, huge flop, and it is considered... And, and you know what? By today's standards, as far as flop goes, and as far as um, how bad it's supposed to be to be that kind of a flop, I mean, and I'll get into it when we review it, but... Uh, I think looking back at it and rewatching it, it's mm-hmm. not going to be that bad. No, I, I agree. But but my the reason I picked this is because Lake Heaven's Gate, it is a famous film. Yes. That famous for being such famous, a huge bomb. Right, famous for being a huge bomb. But at the same time, a lot of that was attached to the hype of the production out of control, which right. Ishtar had that same problem. It got to the point where they were editing over. They ended up like paying like quadruple prices for the editing room at the end because they were taking forever trying to make the film work in the editing room. And so they, they, they ran out of time and they had to like they had to pay the other film that was going to use the editing services. Gotcha. Stuff like that. So, I mean, it was just this buildup where by the time it came out, it was like, okay, you guys have spent all this money and all this effort on it, and it was it, it could only be either a raging success or a tragic failure. Gotcha. And I think, okay. as, and I think as a bad film review site podcast uh entrepreneurial uh, expansion we need to cover the classics and this is what you'd call this is the classic okay Ishtar. all right i look so, forward to watching this I, me too because i haven't seen it in a long time so i have to go back and watch it again uh, okay and and you, you will get love guru at some point i'll find another connection yeah i got a i got uh i i have a film that i need to challenge to you but i am just waiting for that connection Right. Uh, now, what's, what's our time? Uh, well, because there, there's some a little bit of editing. We're probably looking at about an hour and 35 minutes right now. Okay, so we don't have enough time to go over the other film I challenged you to. What? A, oh, Alive or Dead? Yeah. If we can do it in 10 minutes. 15. 15? All right, let's do it. Okay, and this is, this is, a, new, this is a new segment I wanted to introduce. Yep. That we don't have any uh, music. We don't have a title or music for it. I think this is... Ju- we want... It's essentially straight to video, well, straight to streaming. Well, the, the, my, my idea was to call it the home game. Movie Sucktastic, the home game. And what we do is it's, it's a low... Because it's our rule with Movie Sucktastic is it has to be a film that released in the theater. Right. That's but, that's true. But I think every now and then you do find a direct-to-video film that uh is bad beyond just being okay they had no money and no talent right sometimes you have a film that's like especially just mind-bogglingly bizarrely bad 
And so in that, those situations, we should bypass the rules with a special segment called the Movie Statistic Home Game, where you, the viewer, can watch it on Netflix, on streaming Netflix, and then listen to us or call our hotline at... Uh, that's 908-514-4470. So here's my concept. We'll play with it real quick. Okay. I'm going to tell you the name of the movie is Alive or Dead. And yeah. as of the recording of this episode, Alive or Dead is available on Netflix streaming. So if you have Netflix streaming, pause the episode, watch the movie, call us at... <laughs> 908-514-4470. And leave your review before listening to us talk about the film. Yeah, because we're going to spoil the shit out of it. Not that there's much to spoil, but there is some. But that's that's why you can play along with it. And yeah. then if, if anybody calls, because our listeners are, are uh, lazy, apathetic um, mooches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean that in a nice way. Uh-huh. Uh, we will then play them later on. And that's how the whole game is played. Yes, sir. So it's probably going to be a failure, but I, I thought it would be a cool idea. It's really an excuse to review this one film because I watched this. I was like, oh, my God. I can't. Well, you you want to set it up? No, I want to set it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. You know what? I'll set it up. I'll, ta- I'll tag team you. Okay. Sounds All right. good. The movie starts with a hot chick in a car driving at night. Oh, I wanted to. Okay, go ahead. Oh, I got it. It's so it's- easy to set that up. So easy, because, and you you, you, autom- you automatically know you're on a rocky road because she's trying to have phone sex and not doing it very well, or her boyfriend's not doing it very well. Right. And while driving on this rocky road at night, deserted road, um, while she's trying to have phone sex, she's playing with herself and reaching into her purse. She can't find her vibrator, so she in the most her phone no, charger. No, what? What? I'm helping. I want to reveal this. Okay, go ahead. I'm trying to say, in one of the most ingenious ways of get rid of the cell phone in a horror film ploys, she <laughs> masturbates with the charger of her cell phone. It's not ingenious. It, it's the most... It's it, the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Well, it's Who else would have thought of it? It's, it's like, it's like Just some, someone trying to figure out a way to, for her to get rid of her cell phone. Right. Yeah, like, I, if you're a screenwriter and you're writing a horror film these days, like, okay, everyone in the world has a cell phone. How do I get rid of this one? Instead of just saying, oh, I can't get a signal, some this the, the but, genius that wrote the screenplay said she masturbates with it, then it won't get a good connection in the... Uh, in the um, but my problem with that... What? My problem is... And again, it's a shitty film. It looks like it was done with a camcorder. Uh, not a lot of thought was put into it. Um, I disagree, sir. I think too much thought was put in this film. The way she puts it down her pants. Yeah. The way she puts it down her pants. There's no way she's getting off that way. Well, with, maybe with, she... with with a phone charger. Ain't happening. Now wait. So that that's where you're gonna draw the line with that. Is the angle? The angle. Oh, it's all you, wrong. You're disappointing me. It's all wrong. And I thought I watched too much. Porn. And I don't think it was down there long enough to ruin the charger anyway. That I agree with. But, no, I think there's too much thought in this film because somebody really had went through painstaking, uh, you know, just different machinations of how do we get rid of the cell phone where she can't charge it and this and that. And and it's it's trying to be clever in such a bizarre way. Right. And the wooden dialogue during the, the, the failed... What, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it just... It no, like, no, no. Okay. Your voice just went totally auto-tune on me. Oh, you know what? I must hit my cord. What the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> you Damn. sound you dude, you sound awful right now. How about now? Uh still bad. 
Is this any better? A lot better. Perfect. All right. Sorry about that. No, nah, no problem. Um, but the, like the wooden dialogue just during the the unsuccessful phone sex seat alone. Right. The bad dialogue of that mixed up with the uh, masturbating with the phone charger really demonstrates how bad the writing of this film is going to be. Oh yeah. Yeah, and so she comes across an abandoned school bus that with the words "help help, help me. us help me or help us help me" written in blood on one of the windows. And you know, I would shit on how it's written on on the glass, but I think in a fit of. Uh, I guess trauma would be the best way to say it. One of the letters is backwards. And I know it was done to try and just like, oh, it's backwards. Oh, it looks kind of weird. But I have, a, I, have a, I have actually a prediction. You have a prediction? Or, or a guess. I'm guessing that the original title of the film was Help Me. Was Help Me with the number one nine. letter. <laughs> yeah, with the number nine as a... As the E. Yeah. Uh, it's possible. It's definitely possible. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, but in 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 a scenario like that where there's that much uh, trauma going on, I can definitely see someone writing fast that they can get a word backwards, sure. But because it's in this movie, mm-hmm. fuck fuck them. You know they're doing it to be clever, and it's not. Now, the rest of the film, it all goes bad from there. Okay. Right. Oh, it sure does. What, 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 how, you, you Basically, can't... this You're is right. it is the creepiest hide and seek game. <laughs> <laughs> ever put on film and dullest and dullest uh, the, the the two girls because the one girl finds the other one in the bus and then she stows away while the the, the right. right yes exactly but uh, at some point you know they build up to them going into what is like a castle of some sort yeah apparently they knew somebody who had a castle in the desert which is like, or like a house, right. it looked like a castle in the desert. Right, and they're basically this this really big, fat hillbilly guy who can't speak, uh, or barely can speak. He's just trace, chasing them through the house. They're going in one room, one girl hides in the closet, she leaves it open way too much, in my opinion, just so she can see him. Right. Uh, I don't know how he just didn't go right for the closet first. Now, uh, here, 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 you're missing a grand point that has to be made. Okay. We, we have a setup where... These two girls, one who was kidnapped, the other who was stowed away on the bus. The bus has human body parts in it. That's true. They uh, arrive at this castle in the middle of the desert, and then they 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 uh, kill the person that was driving the bus. This is true, also. And then they say, "Okay, we've just escaped what we might be near death, and uh, we're in the middle of nowhere. This desert. We can either drive the bus to safety, or, or we can stick around." Or we can wander through the strange house, assuming no one else is here, <laughs> and very casually take a tour of the building until something bad happens. Which is exactly what they do. Right. And it's literally a very slow, boring tour of the house. Like, they're, 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 not, even oh, looking, they're not even looking for a phone. It's called filler. They're not even looking for a phone. They're just wandering in rooms like, oh, wow, look at this room. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's called filler, and this film is only 82 minutes anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Corman would be proud. Yeah, exactly. When you if you cut all of that out, this film would realistically probably be around maybe 45 minutes long. There is 30 minutes of a decent short film in this. Yeah. And if if this was a 30 minute short film, that person would be given money to make more movies. And and even that 30 minute short film would still suck. It would suck, but it would show, hey, maybe if we gave this guy f- 
two million or three million, maybe they can make something decent. Because you know, this film, I wouldn't even say it cost a million dollars. I think I can make a better film with my Kodak HD camera. Oh well, I mean, well, and also, if you had the circumstance where, oh, hey, we have access to this castle in the middle of a desert, right? Because a house looks like a castle. We have access; we can film there. Let's write a screenplay around it. Right now, in in like time me fifteen minutes, I could come up with a better film idea than what was perpetrated on screen. Okay. You could. Yeah, Uh, I I think so. The average ten-year-old could come up with a better idea. Hey, the kids from Super Eight. Would, we're making a better film. I haven't seen it yet. So. You haven't seen it yet. Well, there's a whole thing in there where they're just they're making a zombie movie, and you know it's better than this. <laughs> you <laughs> know it's better than this. A zombie movie would have been better. Yeah, and, I think and so. And that's so cliche. And but and it's almost like you, you have this feeling the filmmaker thought, okay, suspense. Suspense is when you're waiting for something to happen. So if I'm leave the audience waiting for something to happen for 15 minutes, that's 15 minutes of suspense building. No. That's not how it works, sir. No, that's and, not and, how it works. And, and there's, you hit a point where you realize nothing's going to happen. You, you know what's funny? <laughs> uh, when you told me to watch it and we were going to cover it uh, with our new segment, I uh, I went on to Netflix. And every film that I look at always has uh, an overall user rating. And what Netflix thinks I will rate it. <laughs> and I, I want to know if yours is as accurate as mine. Because I have to go and look now. When I went in, it said the average user rating was two and a half stars. But based on other reviews that I've made, given and uh, received, it predicted that I would give this one and a half stars. And it nailed it right on the head. I would probably realistically, I will rate it, but I probably will give it a one and a half star. Maybe a one. One and a half? Where, what, where the hell did you get the half star from? You, you can give it half stars. But why would you give it a half a star? Oh, just well, one is did uh, what is what is one did not like it. Two is all right. All right, Joey. On a scale of one to five, one is the worst. Okay. So why would you go above that one? You're right. <laughs> well, I, well, I did mention that I would probably give it a one. Yeah, that I m- I might give it a one point five. Uh, I don't even know why you'd even like contemplate that 1.5 <laughs> uh, so, so I mean, what did you uh what is your I, I, I can't access my netflix so don't, uh, for, worry don't worry about it then i'll check it out later uh i mean where would you get the half star but my, my best part yeah. is is uh later on when the when the doctor is revealed yes and who who looks oddly like what's his face from lost the uh, penny's father i thought it was him for a split second well oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but like so this doctor appears out of nowhere right. and spends three minutes explaining what he's doing there. Uh, yes. Uh, because revenge. Well, <laughs> and if he if he didn't take the three or four minutes to explain in detail why he was there, there's no way you'd figure it out. No. And the fact that he's a doctor trying to track tracking down people that sh- like uh, grown monsters that should have been killed as babies. Right. It doesn't explain why he's dressed like a monk. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, no, you're right. I, I'm waiting for the part where like, so I joined the monastery, and I care, you know, just there's, there's no, or why he's wandering around this house and hiding the whole time. Yeah, just looking on, just, and, well, and you don't see him do that throughout the entire film. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't get introduced to him until the end of the movie. Well, no, 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 
don't don't forget when they first go in the house. Yeah. There's a shot of him walking like in the background, past one of the doorways. Oh, that's right. There's a tease, right. and then like then he doesn't appear for another half hour. Right, right. I'm like, well, all right. So where the hell's the monk come into play? Right. You know, and also let's introduce the the uh, cannibalistic uh, alligator faced boy. Oh God. And. And again, you can almost read the filmmaker's mind. Yeah, I'll throw that in there, and that'll be weird. And then when I don't, when I don't describe, that, when I don't explain why it's there, that's that kind of cool thing where you don't explain something, so it's just there and it's weird. But yeah, but then there's a way where it just becomes stupid, and this is it. Exactly. No, you're right. Uh, he was in there just for, I don't want to say shock value, but you're right. It's like it's this. This happens. Weird. Let's not explain it. It'll be cooler. And it's one of those films where you can't figure out what's worse. What's not explained, or what is right? Because when they and did you really did you catch the logic? I'm still fuzzy on the logic behind how they figured out that the hillbilly guy, the guy kidnapping people. Oh, <laughs> because they they found the caretaker's room, and but he didn't have the key to the room, but the hillbilly did. Right. So, but but then, who was the caretaker, and why would the it, why would the other guy's picture of his family be there? Right, and and the hillbilly in the film, he is complete. He's one of the most, well, he's extremely violent, and I, I thought it was, I thought it was terrible. They're, they're both on the roof. One girl's on one side of the roof. The other girl's on the other side of the roof, and he comes up to the roof, and just starts walking real slow, almost zombie-like towards them. And the one girl calls to the other girl, says, "Hey, I need you to come over here for a minute." And she just kind of walks past him like it's nonchalant. Now she did that because she figured out he was dangerous, because she saw a piece of string hanging from his belt loop. Right. Right. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> I, I like to think of myself as a smart moviegoer, and the that threw me. Yeah. And I and I and I can't be bothered to rewind a Netflix streaming, so I just have to bear with it. Yeah, that's I felt the same way. And when they ran through the whole logic of how okay, that is, you know, the guy was a caretaker because he didn't have the key, but he had the key. But oh, again, how did how did you even get to that conclusion? Right, and she's like, and, "Oh, come over here," and then run, and then he starts going nuts. Mm-hmm. And and also in the first act, when the the girl that was kidnapped on the bus, right. When they're talking, all of a sudden she mentions, yeah, obituaries. How can you sum up a person's life in one paragraph? My, they did that to my father. He was a doctor. He helped people. Say, like, oh, okay, that's way too much information. This is going to come up later. <laughs> so when the old guy starts to talk about how he's a doctor, I'm like, oh, that's her father. Yep. That's, and then it's not. So what the <laughs> hell is going on? You have the setup. Well, they did it on purpose because they're saying, see, see, we threw that in there and to make you think this, but we're smart. We're, we're, we're doing this in such a way that you're not going to think it. Uh, you're going to think it's that, but then we're going to do a 180 on you. You know what? I hate it when they, when films do that. Not that they tricked me, but in a way you kind of figure out that, okay, uh, in my head anyway, I'm saying to myself, they're going to make you think it's her father, and then they're not going to make it her father. And that's exactly what they did. Right. So it, it, it by them trying to be unpredictable, they become predictable, in my opinion. In most ways, yeah. And Well, yeah, uh, they, they think they're too cool for the room, and it oh, just turns oh. out that the film is just shit. And, and even better is when the one girl escapes. Right. 
And then all of a sudden she like shows up like, all right, so was she back at the castle? No, apparently there's another castle. Right. <laughs> How long did that take you to figure out? Uh, <laughs> I think does she double back? Right. Why is she think at the castle? And I then don't like know. and like later on they show like a long shot where it's like, oh, it's a smaller portion of the castle in the distance right it's still the same place <laughs> so she ran and, and like and it's, in, it's in a different direction than when she ran off uh-huh and apparently she didn't think that a building that was that close might have any significance <laughs> if the best part of the film spoiler alert right which shouldn't be because is, is when 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 the when the when the hillbilly guts her with that pipe at the end all right as i all right finally this film has gained some respect it's killed one of the people Right, and they didn't even show it. They just showed him, like you know, like uh, do the thrust, and then they show her with the pipe. And to me, that just means they didn't have the budget. Oh, really? You caught that? Yeah, I caught that. <laughs> <laughs> and that ruins it too, because because if they had shown it, there would have been a part of me that guessed that maybe they killed her. Right, right. Oh, <laughs> uh, before I watch this, I am I am beat it. If you IMDb the film, right, they don't even show a movie poster. You know, no. the, uh, you know, IMDb they'll show like the movie poster or the cover of the DVD. Yes. IMDb just shows a picture of her like posing against like a, a, one of the walls of the castle. Oh, really? It's like we can't even put a poster on here. Oh, that's right. I went to there and uh, on IMDb I got um, three out of ten. Again, I don't know how it got three. Maybe because 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 the girl was hot. Maybe people appreciated the masturbation humor. I don't hey, know. I don't know. I don't and did know. you go back? Did you go back and look at the movie poster on Netflix? Hold and, on. I and I'm, I was just gonna uh, bring that up. Uh, it, it, the movie poster on Netflix <laughs> is the hillbilly guy who is in really good shape. Yeah, he's like thin. <laughs> <laughs> Which obviously it's not the same guy on the poster. Right. When I when I looked at it, I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, he's got like a nice head of hair. Uh, he's probably uh, he's he looks he's looking pretty svelte. <laughs> I think is a good word for it. He almost looks like a WWF wrestler. Mm-hmm. And and then when you get the into the film, it's like, who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> and and what weapon is he holding on the movie cover? A mace. Yeah, uh, yeah, mace. <laughs> And it's like, where's that in the movie? <laughs> and even even the school bus looked different. I thought. Yeah, it did. It did. That's 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 you know that's that's uh, that that is just your, that is just your classic advertising for if we make the poster look cool, we might get some people interested into watching this or tricked into watching this. And it's just classic, classic advertising. Uh, <laughs> Well, uh, uh, dude, you're you're breaking up on me. How about now? Uh, no. Uh, you know what? I think this is our cue to end the show. But I, I have to say goodbye. You can't leave me hanging. Oh, your voice came back. Okay, good. <laughs> two te- two technical difficulties in the same episode is too many. I figured out where the where the, the flaws on my headset too. So oh, really? Yeah. There's a, there's a short in the cable leading from the head the headphones. This is a brand new headset. Yeah. Came out of plastic and everything. Yep. How is this possible? I must have. I, I don't know. It's cause it's, I don't know. <laughs> stop playing with it. I'm not well, I'm moving my head. <laughs> then stop moving your head. I have, I have stopped moving my I'm head. not editing this out. Okay. We don't edit anymore. <laughs> but the, the beauty of the film is after the scene with the doctor in the robe. Right. You pretty much give up any hope of the film having any kind of cohesion to it. No. Definitely not. 
it, yeah, and, and so th- by the time you get to the very end, the, the the implausibility and the bizarreness of it just, just all right, and not in a good way. It, it doesn't hurt as much. Uh you're right. I, I I'll agree <laughs> with that. <laughs> and, uh, and I can't even do a spoiler. Alert. Oh and God, I, Jesus! Are you in the Black Eyed Peas right now? Jesus Christ! How about now, dude. How about now? Nope. How about now? Better. Good. Can you hear me now? Good. Yeah, it's perfect. All, all I wanted to say was, uh, and I'll stop before like my headphones explode on my head. <laughs> is if I explained in detail now the last ten minutes of the film, uh huh, it would not be considered a spoiler alert. Uh no. Because you, you see there, it coming. It, it would no way detract from or add to the, the, the enjoyment of the film or lack thereof. Got got it, Doctor Roboto. Oh, fuck me! Come on now. <laughs> no. Now. No, sorry, Bob. This sucks. Okay, it's better now. Ah. Uh, you're yeah, kill. You know, you're you're killing what little fans we have left right now. All right, we we we, we got to sign out now then. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of Movie Sucktastic. You can listen to us on iTunes. You can get us on Stitcher. You can go to our homepage, moviesucktastic.com, and listen to us there. You can download any of our MP3s, put them on your MP3 player, any of that. Do a search for Movie Sucktastic. You will find us. Uh, email us at themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com or call us and leave us a voicemail at 908 514 4470. All right. You got, any, word, you got my, any wisdom? Yeah, my words of wisdom don't buy a headset from Amazon. <laughs> I bought the same one and it's just fine. Don't give me any technology. <laughs> that's a good that's a good point. That's the word of wisdom. If All right. touch technology, it'll crumble to dust. There you go. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. See ya. What the fuck?